Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. On SENSA, you're listening to Eagles Radio. For enormous homes, build a better life. And My Money House. Get a financial health check. Visit mymoneyhouse.com.au today. Welcome to Eagles Radio Tuesday night. We are here at Studio Lumo, number one, King William Street. My name's Paul Bonzer. Alongside me, the soon-to-be-crowned Ken Farmer medalist, Dan Menzel. Dan, thanks for coming in and filling in for Tom. Where's, where's Tom, do you know? That's a great question, Bonds. It's good to be here nonetheless. But, um, yeah, I'm actually not sure what he's doing tonight. I know that he's not at home cooking dinner because he lives at home with the parents, which you've obviously probably yes. brought up before. So he doesn't actually have to do a thing at home. Everything's sorted for him. So potentially he's out and about. Um, he's a single man, so maybe he's making the most of that tonight. Right. Is he uh, any chance of moving out in the next twenty or thirty years, Jimmy? Or uh, he's look, he's got it sorted. He's got a, he's, <laughs> he's got houses. He's definitely got houses. Oh no, he's got houses. Um, yeah. But I don't see that happening anytime soon. So he's got it way too good, Jimmy. And um, I'm actually not sure why he can't then uh, rock up tonight. Well, appreciate you coming in and uh, late notice and and filling the chair. That's fantastic. And we're here. All thanks to My Money House. Get a financial health check. Visit mymoneyhouse.com.au. For our last show for the season, which is a little sad, but uh, we've we've appreciated support across the season. We brought the big guns in. Uh, Jess Sendry. We'll we'll speak to Jess uh, Sedgenary, I should say. I always get a name wrong. I don't know why. It's I apologise. It is a Jess tough one. Sedgenary. We'll speak to Jess. Uh, she's over with the West Coast Eagles. So fantastic story. We'll speak to her. And the big boss is coming in. Luke Power, so you can ask him for a pay rise uh, when he comes <laughs> in, and uh, you can be part of the show as well. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. You can call in, or you can text in on o four two seven one five four one double six. Ask Dan Menzel a question, or maybe you got a question for the CEO, and we can pass that on as well. So. Be part of the show. Um, all right, let's get into the good news. We had a great win against Sturt on Saturday night under lights at Mornteen Care Oval. 6-7-42 defeated Sturt. Uh, I said got 421. That's not right. 4-12-36, a seven-point win. Dylan Clark was very good. 28 disposals, 13 tackles. He just keeps that pressure on. Four clearances as well. Riley Knight, 25 disposals, eight clearances. Um, and it was good to see that Dave McFarlane and Connor Ballenden both got through injury-free. Let's put it that way. Yeah, no, it was. It's um, It was uh, tough conditions on the weekend. Our, our Oval's obviously taken a real battering this year with the rain, and I guess that showed the low score on the weekend. And uh, Dill Clark was good, as you mentioned. Riley Knight was tagged all game, really well held. It was a tough game for him, but then we put him back in the middle in the last quarter and had 12 touches, so he was yeah. huge in the last and and you touched on it too. We've been riddled with injuries this year, which is um, it's probably one that's undervalued. And uh, to have Connor Ballin and back in the side and and Dan McFarlane obviously as well is is huge for us. And and they're going to be massive this week. So we have certainly missed what they bring to the team uh, over the uh, second half of the season. But um, great that they've got through, and now hopefully can have a really strong showing for us this weekend. What about the lights? I, I went to the game uh, on Saturday as well and watched for. A- didn't work. It was didn't really work. good. Wow. <laughs> just You're a busy man, Bond, so that's incredible. So it was great to be there and just watch. Um, what are the lights like? I'm playing under lights there. 
Yeah, it's obviously um, they're new, but they yeah. are. It's uh, it's yeah, it's a different obviously field, diff, different atmosphere. Um, I love playing night footy. Um, yep. so it's something that I really embrace. I think a lot of the guys, and particularly the younger guys, don't know what to do throughout the day while they're waiting for the game, so they don't love it as much as the day games. But um, it's a good experience, uh, especially this time of year and at the start of the season when the conditions are right. Um, it's not freezing cold. It's not hailing. Um, you do get a pretty good atmosphere there. You get a, a decent crowd there as well, which is what we obviously are after. So I think it's a good thing moving forward, and I'll certainly be keen to ask Luke Powell about that going forward, how that's going to look over the coming seasons. From from the grandstand side, um, on the far side, it's probably not this way out on the ground, but it, it, it does seem a little bit dark on the other side of the oval, but it's probably just that the light's not throwing from one side or the other. It's probably fine when you're actually out there. Is that right? Yeah, it's it is. It's probably a little bit dark in patches. Okay. Absolutely. Um, and that's something. Work in progress. Yeah, it absolutely is. I mean, we've got to be realistic. We're not playing at the Adelaide Oval or the MCG, um, and so that's going to happen. But in saying that, it's still um, it's still good enough for players. Um, yeah. And it's and again, it just I love night footy. Just the occasion of it and the atmosphere around it. And I think um, I think it's something that we can really build on with all our grades and all our teams moving forward. All right, let's. Uh, the reserves played Sturt on the weekend as well. They went down to Sturt by twelve points. Adam Deloya, twenty nine disposals. I'd love to say that we're going to see a lot more of him, but I think uh, he's going to go in the draft. I think Adam, he's an elite player. Um, Harrison Dawkins had twenty four disposals, eight clearances, and kicked a goal. So a good game for Harry Dawkins as well. Um, the under eighteens uh, they defeated Sturt by nine points, which is a is a hundred and five point turnaround from the week before. So they lost by ninety six points or something like that the week before to Sturt, and then they played them again. And rolled them by nine points. So a great, I guess, turnaround from the under-18s. Bailey Arthur, 36 disposals and 11 clearance. And Tyler Welsh kicked four, which is uh, Scotty's son. Oh, yes. Wow. Okay. We might see him coming through the ranks. Nice. Yeah. So he's uh, he's still eligible for under-16. So uh, great to see him perform well. And the under-16s, they lost to Sturt uh, by 35 points. Cade Herbert had 36 disposals and six clearances. Um, but the under-16s will play finals. Uh, reserves should play finals, but they need a win on the weekend as well, don't they? Yeah, they do. It's uh, it's good to see the under-16s in the finals. It's always tough, the 16s and 18s, with college kids, and yep. that, that definitely impacts the games and, and who's playing at what time of the year. Um, but, yeah, you touched on the reserves, obviously, just going down to Sturt. Who is at the top of the table? They're, they're yes. um, clear on top now. So to go down by a couple of goals, it shows you thereabouts. And, uh, yeah, exactly that. More than likely, I think it's almost sewn up the position in terms of the elimination final. And it looks like it will probably be Glenelg, depending on yep. results. But Glenelg plays centrals who are bottom. So it does look that way. And it'll be a good finals experience for some of our younger boys. All right, let's talk about the league side and their... I guess our opportunity of playing finals. Now you've done a bit of math. You uh, have. Uh, you've done a, a fair bit of math on this. <laughs> uh, what is the difference between us getting in? So we win, we beat South, Sturt lose to North Adelaide. What is the difference between the two results? Yeah. So what it is, is um, ideally it's about a 90 point swing. It's around about that anyway. Right. So it's going to change depending on how many points we give up and they give up. Um, but what that means is, I'll give you an example. North play against Sturt. Um, they're going to be. It's going to be a pretty good game. We're hoping that North Adelaide can obviously win. Just so they get up by five goals, then we need to beat South by ten goals this week to get in. So, 
Is that a chance? It absolutely is. We're playing it no longer. The deck hopefully is in pretty good condition, we've heard. Um, we're hoping for a good day. South plays a reasonably attacking style of footy too, so there's a chance that there will be some scoring on the weekend. Yep. Um, so we've got to take care of business and then obviously hope that North Adelaide, who is playing for top spot, can control uh, that game as well and can win against Sturt um, and, and, and do us a favour. Well, Sturt, Sturt, certainly North Adelaide can score quickly. So if they get a bit of a run on, I've seen it a couple of times this year where they've had sort of eight, nine goal quarters and blown teams away. So if they can do that early in the game, yep. uh, yeah, there might be a big chance. Yeah, they certainly have. And they did that against Sturt in the uh, match earlier in the they year did. as well. So Sturt will be aware of that, that North's uh, very potent in attack, and that can certainly happen. So it'll be very interesting. They'll be playing five minutes after us on the weekend, so almost identical timing. So if we are taking care of business, I'm sure there'll be a few questions asked at halftime and three-quarter time, just what the scores are in the other game. What about your overall thoughts on the season this far? Um, basically, as a team, what do you? How do you think the season's gone? Obviously, not quite where we want to be at the moment, but uh, I think you know, as you mentioned earlier, injuries have played a little bit of a part in that. Yeah, they certainly have. It's it's um it's not necessarily an excuse, but it is a reason that um we have had a lot of injuries this year to a lot of really important players, and it's something that. I reckon everyone undervalues it. I'll probably do it times two. And to have Connor Ballenden, Clay Cameron, Troy Menzel, um, Dave McFarlane, there's been a few others too that have missed some significant time. It does um, really test your depth. And the other reason why it really tests your depth is we have lost uh, from last year. Have a listen to these names. Angus Paul, Tyson Stengel, Jack Hayes, Zane Williams in the mid-season draft, James Cheetus, Patrick Grafeda, Ben Junkfer. I'll probably miss one or two there as well. So that just shows that you have four or five long-term injuries. You lose effectively 10 players. You've only got five or six from the grand final last year that are playing every week. So it is really challenging, and that's probably where we've been tested a little bit this season. Speaking of uh, great players, and we're going to lose one uh, after this season's over, and the big red dog, big uh, Jared Redden, announced his retirement on the weekend. What a fantastic player he's been for the Eagles. Yeah, he's been huge. He, uh, he is huge. He is huge. He has been huge. Um, and it's certainly taken a toll on his body with how big he is. Um, yep. And that's something that he's had to manage his whole career. He's obviously a three-time premiership player. Yes. And in those games, in those grand finals, he's been massive as well. I remember last year having played with him in it. He could have easily been our best player, voted our best player. He was so significant in the middle of the ground. And and I think Glenelg knew that too. He absolutely dominated them on the on the day that they've probably had some nightmares about him since. So he he is a big time player. He's a he's a great human being to have at the club too. Much uh, he, he's much quieter than what his appearance is, I guess. Um, big Reddo, but um, yeah, to be able to play with someone who can put it on a platter, I know our mids have absolutely loved playing with him for his duration of his career. Yeah, I know Jimmy talks uh, talks him up a lot and probably warranted. He's much loved with the crowd as well. The Eagles fans love him and yeah, he's like a, a, a off the field, he's like a big giant teddy bear. I was going to um, say puppy dog. Yeah, so, yeah you're not, <laughs> but, not uh, off there. but we love him, Jared Redden, and we wish him all the best with whatever he does outside of footy. Um, yeah, really hats off. And I can't, I guess we can't say enough about Jared Redden and what he's given to the Eagles footy club. Yeah, absolutely. And the other one that probably goes underrated with him is his skills for a guy who's 202 centimeters and a hundred kilos. 
plus um, <laughs> says 100 kilos on the uh, sample app, um, which might be generous. But um, his skills for such a big man uh, are as good as I've probably seen at that size. He, he kicks the ball extremely well. He knows his limitations. He hits that 20, 30-meter kick, really misses it, really misses the handball, and, and same with his ruck work as well. So it just shows that it doesn't matter how big you are, what size you are, you can have really good skills if you work on them, and Redo's a great example of that. Minute or so, minute or so before we go to a break, uh, what about yourself personally this year? Um, I know we spoke to you briefly last week. Um, for those who missed the show, what, what, how have you been? Have you been happy with this year? Obviously, you had a, a pretty good year, pretty successful year. How, what is it? What do you think of your year? Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting one because last year we came. Obviously, Troy and I came to the Eagles. We had a really successful year as a team. Obviously, um, won the flag first year. It's incredible. So this year has been more of a growth year, I guess, as a team and. Then I guess for myself, um, one thing that I've been, I guess, proud of and happy with is to put together a full season. Yep. That's something that I have not done done a lot in my career. And so for the body to hold up, um, particularly after I had had an incident in the preseason trial game where I had a knee injury and that sort of set me back a few weeks. So to be able to play most of the season has been one of the biggest positives for mine. Um, and then to be able to perform, it's been a constant battle each week. You get some decent matchups um, and we play against some decent opposition. So it's uh, it's one that um, you fluctuate at times. That's going to happen, yeah. but I think overall, I'm I'm happy with my season. And to be able to play state footy as well this year was something I I was one of my goals, and I was really um, proud to tick that off as well and get the opportunity to play with a great bunch of boys and obviously play in Perth and have a good win too. Yes, fantastic. All right, so we'll take a break. After the break, we're going to speak to former Eagle, now another Eagle, gone from one Eagle to another. She's over over with West Coast. Jess Sedgenary will be with us on Eagles Radio right after the break. On SENSA, you're listening to Eagles Radio. For Normous Homes, build a better life. And My Money House, get a financial health check. Visit mymoneyhouse.com.au today. Welcome back to Eagles Radio. All thanks to Incredible Smiles. Are you missing teeth or dentures? See Incredible Smiles today. Paul Bonza with my very special guest host, Dan Menzel, on our final show. Dan, we are going to speak to, well, it's fair enough to call her a superstar, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. She's playing AFL, AFL women's footy. That's uh, it's a pretty incredible thing to do. All, right, all thanks to BCE and CJ Electrical, proud partners of the Woodville West Torrance Footy Club. On the line with us now, Jess Sedgenary. Sedge, uh, welcome hey. to Eagles Radio. Hey, how are you going? Good. Thanks for having me. How's things going over in the West? Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, so far, I think the weather's been a bit warmer than you guys are having down in Adelaide, so that's been a real bonus. Yeah, no, absolutely. It definitely is. Um, now, Sedgy, when did you know that West Coast were going to draft you? Because obviously there was talk over here with obviously Port Adelaide coming in and the teams um, and obviously maybe you're not getting that opportunity and then West Coast obviously come in. So how did that sort of process work out? Um, yeah, look, it's hard to try and recall exactly how it went down because it all happened so quickly. Um, but basically, I think um, it was all confirmed about within the week before um, pre-season started. So, yeah, I had about a week to pack everything up um, and got on the plane over to WA and got straight off the plane for our first day of pre-season training. So, wow, how's that yeah, for it all preparation? Packed, all packed pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. It was tough, but it was kind of good because it just um, didn't, didn't have time to stress over anything, just had to get going. Uh, so you've settled into the club quite quite well, uh, it sounds like. Uh, what about living arrangements? Uh, how, have you, how have you settled into Perth itself? Yeah, good so far. I'm actually living 
um, with one of my teammates, Evie Gooch. Uh, she's a fellow crossfitter, um, firefighter, so we like to call our house the house of hustle because we just uh, get to work every day. We take in terms of getting up at 4 a.m. and coaching and yeah, so it's actually been, it actually worked out pretty good in the end. Um, I've spent a bit of time uh, going to a few different beaches, so the beaches are pretty cool here. Um, but yeah, so far it's so good. Good. So explain the coaching. So you're coaching as well as obviously doing pre-season at the moment. Yeah, yeah. So just doing some CrossFit coaching um, just to, you know, try and make ends meet a little bit more, a bit more coffee money and stuff like that. Um but yeah, just working at a CrossFit gym. So I do that a couple mornings a week, um, then come home, have a nap before I have to head into training. That's that's incredible. That's a late. So question: How does CrossFit, I guess, translate to the AFL preseason, the AFL body, whatnot? Is it? Do you have to adjust things in terms of your training? Um. Yeah. So I don't. I just coach it. So I just yell at people and make them work hard. <laughs> I don't <laughs> Um, but I do do a fair bit of it in the off-season. Um, I find it just helps build, you know, a strong baseline coming into the pre-season and um, it's really good for that mental strength as well. So I love it. Um, but during the season, it gets a little bit more complicated to kind of fit it into the programming. So, um, yeah, at the moment, not doing so much of it. Uh, but in the off-season, I definitely um, get, in, get a bit more involved. Now, it hasn't been a, a long pre-season. Uh, is that an advantage? Most players don't like pre-season training. Has, has that been a bit of a plus that the uh, season starts in about 10 days? Yeah, look, um, it's, it's good and it's bad, I guess. Like, um, Obviously, I came off playing um, the sample season, which was good. Um, and then before that, I was cycling with the Australian team. So I actually haven't had... I haven't had an off-season for about two years or something. So... Um, yeah, it's, it's a little bit challenging and I guess um, just it being a bit quicker is kind of good um, just so I can get straight back into into playing. Um, but I'm definitely looking forward to having uh, our first off-season in the summer. I haven't had an off-season in seven years. That's been wow. like, not, not when Christmas is. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm looking forward to actually getting to enjoy summer. And, um, yeah, and I'm, I'm looking like 11 days away. That's pretty quick, but... Um, I think most of the girls, and including myself, had already played this year, so uh, was feeling already a little bit conditioned. So it was more of a top-up kind of pre-season. Yeah, and so you touched on that in terms of the conditioning element. You obviously come off the cycling. So how much, I guess, of an advantage was it for you to get back into the sandfall last season and to get that season in and get that body of work to lead into now your obviously AFLW season coming up? Yeah, look... Um, when I did cycling, I was actually doing sprint cycling. So um, we weren't actually supposed to do any cardio. Um, so it was all like 20-second efforts, 10-second efforts with a 20-minute break. So my first game back at Sample was a rude shock to the system. Um, I actually hadn't run for about eight months. So, um, yeah, that was challenging. But I think, like, when I came out of cycling, um, I felt a bit lost in the footy world, to be honest. And then... I felt like um, I always felt like I had more to give, um, but I just couldn't translate that desire and hard work right onto the footy field. Um, and then, yeah, getting to do that sample season and and have Rel as my coach and um, learning underneath her, um, I just kind of spent the whole sample season um, really just learning um, and dialing in my craft. So 
you know, in the past I've run, run, run a lot and not got much of the ball. And then this sample season, you know, I found a way that I didn't need to run as much and could run better patterns and get more of the ball. So it actually was really good to um, play in that in that in that league um, and just really refine some of the things that I've always wanted to work on. And um, I think it was really for me, it was came at a really good time. It was really beneficial. Um, it added another element to my game. Um, so I can be a more of a versatile player as well. Like I played played for my AFLW as a small forward. Um, so coming in and being able to play um, minutes through the mids and stuff like that um, and just really learn um, and take the pressure off was, uh, it was I think it was a really good move in the end. What about your personal goals for the AFLW season uh, this year? Have you set yourself any, any personal goals? Um, well, the first one is just to get through it. I'm actually the oldest girl in the team. Um, so I'm wow. um, just trying to keep keep my body right. Um, and, you know, so far it's been excellent, which has been great. So just making sure I'm ticking off all the one percenters in the recovery and um, getting in the gym and doing all the prehab and that kind of stuff. But I've also been playing, um, started playing in defence, played in a pracky match against three on the weekend and um, have never played defence before in my life. I've just been working on... Uh, just learning lots, watching a lot of footy, um, learning that craft um, and just all, this, all the things that come with playing in defence rather than a forward. So for me, I just want to get comfortable um, playing back there and see if I can't um, add another position um, to where I can play. Um, but yeah, I just want to... Also, like I'm really enjoying having such a young team at uh, West Coast. Uh, just mentoring the young girls and, and playing a bit of a leadership role there, being a part of the leadership group. And, yeah, I just want to play some consistent good footy. Well, you said you were the oldest in the in the team. Have you been nicknamed yeah. mum or grandma yet or they've let you oh. know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, nah, look, they've been calling me um, nanny. And, um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny I've been calling me nanny all the time. Um, and then they call me Gilf as well, which is probably inappropriate for the show. But um, <laughs> yeah, wow. um, yeah, so it's yeah, and there's a, there's been a few menopause jokes going around. Um, but, um, I just remind them that look, I can outbench all of them, so that's all that matters. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, that's elite. Um, and yeah, nothing wrong with being one of the oldest in the team either. The Bonds, I think, I'm in a similar boat here at the Eagles. But um, speaking of the Eagles, I think Sedgie and I've had a similar pathway. We've, this is your second AFL club, is that correct? Uh, yes, yeah. yeah. Oh, third, sorry. Third. third one now. Okay, you got me by one. So third AFL club, yeah. obviously I've been at two. We've both been at Central Districts and both been yes. at the Eagles as well. So yeah. um, we haven't crossed paths as much, but it's been interesting, the journey. And so one of the things in playing for clubs outside of South Australia, when you obviously play against uh, one of those teams here, you certainly notice that. And you've, you're not playing them here, but you've got Port Adelaide in round one. So against obviously a few girls you'd probably know. How, um, how are you looking forward to that? And um, how do you think you'll go, to be honest? Yeah, look, um, I know, like, yeah, it's, it's always challenging when you're having to play against your mates. Um, and when Eagles said they're going to throw me down back, the first thing I thought was uh, round one, Aaron Phillips. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, oh, I just swore. Sorry. <laughs> well, I went straight through to the keeper. Yeah, no, nah, keep going. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, so um, I'm flustered now. I've lost it. Um, yeah, no, nah, I think so, anyone playing on Aaron Phillips would be quite a challenge. Do you reckon you you actually potentially get that role, or do you think someone else maybe? 
Oh, I'm not sure. Look, I'd be up for it. I'm keen as, but um, it just depends what the matchups are um, when when we get on the field. But yeah, I think I look. We've put in a really hard preseason. It's probably been, you know, as I, as you said, I've been at two other clubs, and this has probably been the hardest preseason I've ever done. So I think the girls will take a lot of confidence from that. Um, and look, I think I reckon we can get it done. But you know, you never know on game day. But I'm I'm actually really excited and. I was a bit disappointed because um, when they announced that we were playing Port at home, I went like, oh, yeah, it's at home in Adelaide. And then I realised that home was now WA. So I was a bit sad that we weren't coming back home to play. But, yeah, I think it be it makes it a bit more interesting, a bit more fun when you're playing against your mates, I think. It's Michael Pryor, the coach of the Eagles. Has, has he told you where he wants you to play this year? Is it, or is it going to be a bit of a mix, bit up forward, bit in the middle, bit down back? Um, I think he's keen to roll me through backs, uh, maybe a couple of minutes through the midfield, depending on what's happening in the game. Um, so yeah, like we've got a really, we've had, um, we've got a lot of young talent coming through. So I think just having that kind of settled, experienced person down back, I think he sees me playing um, a big role in that area down back and having some good comms back there. So yeah, I think it's going to be looking like defence, but you never know. All right, Jess, look, uh, you got to go off to the sin bin for uh, dropping a little word there. Um, so go and uh, go and clean your mouth out. And we'll, we, But it was great to have you on the show. We wish you all the best for the AFLW season. Have a fantastic year with the West Coast Eagles. Yeah. And uh, one day I'm sure we'll see you back uh, at Oval Avenue. Yeah, and I just I just want to give a quick shout-out to my dad. Uh, of course. <laughs> because I know he's listening. Uh, and he actually missed the first half of – he's getting used to – um, having to do things online and watch games online. And he missed the first half of my footy game on the weekend and called me before this because he was worried he's going to miss the first half of the radio session as well. And I got a bit grumpy at him for double-checking <laughs> the times and stuff. So I thought I'd give him a shout-out to make up for that. So oh, fantastic. thanks for having me, guys. I um, appreciate that. And, um, yeah, um, I'll, uh, hopefully we get some wins. So cool. Thank, thanks, Jess. Appreciate thanks, Jess. it. So Jess Segeneri uh, there from the West Coast Eagles, from one Eagles club to the other. And that was all thanks to BCE and CJ Electrical. Your, for all your electrical needs, great supporters of the Woodville West Torrens Footy Club for more than 10 years. And this is Eagles Radio, thanks to Incredible Smiles. Get a more permanent fix for missing teeth or dentures. See incrediblesmiles.com.au. After the break, we're going to speak to Powley. But uh, Dan, I just, I just got a message from Powley. He's on a tram. So he's on his way here, but he might be a few minutes late, so we might have to fill. Trams, so aren't, was, uh, trams aren't as common in Adelaide, is he in no, Melbourne? we only have he... one tram, so he's on the tram, but he's on his way. He should be here shortly. Uh, so after the break, hopefully on time, the CEO, Luke Powell. On SENSA, you're listening to Eagles Radio. For enormous homes, build a better life, and my money house. Get a financial health check. Visit mymoneyhouse.com.au today. Welcome back to Eagles Radio. Paul Bonzer and Dan Menzel with you tonight. All thanks to Normus Homes, building a better life. And if you want to text in 0427 154 166, you can ask Dan a question or you can ask our CEO, Luke Powley. Welcome back to Eagles Radio, mate. Pleasure to be here, Bonds, Dan. How are we? Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's good to get back into familiar surroundings. On the other side of the desk tonight, is, we're yeah. going to put you under a bit of pressure. Probably not, yeah. but a little bit it. maybe. Um, how have you seen the year so far? 
Uh, yeah, it's been a, been a tough year for the boys, to be honest. I think it's you know it's always the start of the year. It's sort of your heart gets ripped out a little bit with um, a few boys that got uh, taken in the draft, the preseason draft. But um, it's also what we encourage as well. But um, oh, look, I think there's been patches where the boys have played really well, um, but it's probably just been that consistency of having the team on the park at at the right time. There's, I think, it's probably. Every every week we've had around two to three changes, sometimes four each week, and to get that consistency in the way the boys have been playing, it's been really tough ass for them. And look, it's it's always a way. Sometimes when you're the hunted as well, and uh, things aren't going your way, those other teams they get a little bit bit better, and we've probably just come back to the pack a little bit. But you know, there's optimism there. Yeah, no, there absolutely is, and you touched on it. it. Has been a very different looking team every single week. One thing that has been great is obviously the lights at. Uh, at the club having night games, um, how are we looking, I guess, for next season in terms of games, um, how many games potentially under lights and have you seen it this year? Yeah, good question, mate. It's, um, it's been, it's probably been a trial, trial by error sort of thing uh, this, this year, not knowing how it was going to work. I think the first time we played a twilight game, uh, round one, I was even concerned the lights were going to work. So uh, <laughs> um, hopefully we didn't have any blackouts, but it, no, look, it's been good. I, I think. Uh, one thing we've learnt is probably to keep away from the winter games. Uh, we had a, even a game of uh, Centrals and Port played there, a game at our ground, and um, makes it very hard for uh, people to get access to our ground. It's we don't have a tram line that runs past. There's no there's no train. It's not in the heart of a city. But um, I think yeah, I think we'll probably push more to the start of the year. Those twilights work well, but I'd like to see a couple of night games at the start of the year when the weather's warm. Um, yep. Ideally, we could have one at the end of the year, but we've just had terrible weather this year. And I think sometimes it also goes on how you're performing as well. If we were up and flying, you might get in those extra five or six hundred. But overall, it's been it's been great, and it just gives us plenty of options which we've never had. Sarah. Uh, Next year's project is there something we've got the lights now? Is there a, is there another big project coming? Yeah, we do. The, the, uh, we're lucky to get a bit of funding um, early or oh, mid this year, in, or just before the election actually, uh, in regards to getting our home change rooms upgraded. So the boys will be very happy with that. We're just going through planning at the moment. I think we should have. Uh, the plan should go in for council approval in the next couple of weeks um, right. and we'll move on that pretty quickly. Like, ideally, we'll have um, the change rooms done by the start of the season uh, and that'll that'll sort of advance us a bit and probably get us back up to the pack of where uh, facilities need to be. I mean, like all Sanford Club's facilities are, are one of the main things that need to improve and ours, ours especially. Um, we've got... Uh, Great, a great room in there, but it just needs to be upgraded to unisex change rooms. We'll we'll have uh, a a designated uh, change room for men and women, so they'll have their own lock area. Boys great. will have their own lock area. Uh, we'll get uh, upstairs. We'll have some offices for our football department. So Sheeds and Goldie will get kicked out of the main office, and they'll head up there. And um, it just yeah, it'll just modernise everything and make the place feel a lot more comfortable. Fantastic. Yeah, really good. Really good to hear that about the change rooms and obviously the men's and the women's. Um, the ground has obviously copped a battering this year in terms of the amount of teams on it, but probably mainly the weather. Yeah. Is there, moving forward, I guess, is there um, backup plans or anything else in terms of shifting games or, or potentially underage or something else to to maybe help it repair? I mean, we had that really bad day when we played South Adelaide and we've sort of never recovered since. What's the thoughts there, uh, I guess, moving forward if we run into some similar weather next season? Yeah, it's uh, that's part of the 
the opportunity we've seen with uh, Ottawa, so Eastern Parade out there. So it's um, it's just getting that up to standard. Um, it's grounds un- the ground at Eastern Parade's no worries. Surface is really good, and they've got lights. Uh, we now have um, a new change room facility out there as well. The next part's just to actually get sample approved games and more particularly the juniors and even uh, women's games out there as well. It's just uh, getting upgraded uh, coaches' boxes and uh, facilities for timekeepers and stuff like that. So plan in future is that we'll play a lot more of your your development games, uh, maybe some junior games, some under-16, under-18s. That's it's in our uh, in our zone now. That's uh, the the Port Adelaide, the old Port Adelaide zones part of us now. So it's it's really good for us to try and get a footprint in there. And um, yeah, the more games that we can get there, the better. And um, yeah, on on the ground, it's I think it's everyone's understanding that needs to get better, and the council are on board with that as well. So th- there should be a fair bit of improvement, I think, from uh, from both club and council, which will be great. Clubs coming off uh, out of a pandemic. And yep. everyone else has struggled financially. How is the club going in fina- financially? Are we in a strong position? Yeah, look, we're comfortable where we are. We're in a solid position. Yep. Um, it's, it's always um, always hard work. Sample clubs always, you know, they've got to work really hard to get their money and uh, make sure we're real frugal with what we spend as well. But um, knowing that everything we put in is to make not just the playing, the playing group better, but the club better, the community feel for that. and But it's going well. I think, um, yeah, look out, um, out at 722, it's, you know, we're, we're just above budget and above budget. So that's right. that's what you need. So as long as those numbers are ticking over well and, um, you know, sponsorship's really good. Andy Hood's done an amazing job there and uh, membership, Mel, uh, Melissa McKenzie's brilliant at that. So it, we're traveling along nicely. It's be always nice to get it a lot more bigger sponsors and um, that's something we'll always battle with because we don't, as a club, with that sort of younger club, we don't have that alumni of the your Norwoods and your Sturts that yep. have got those big backers. But over time, if we keep building, we'll eventually get there. So speaking of finances, let's get into the salary cap for next year. So how is that looking? And I guess, how do you go with the challenge of the Adelaide, South Australian Amateur Football League and the Adelaide Country League's been able to pay Similar-ish um, type of money, and obviously retaining players. Yeah, salary cap's a good one, mate. It's um, and as you boys, you players would know, as a club, we'd, we're always consistently uh, trying to get that up. Um, you know, we put pressure on the league, and like a lot of other clubs do, it's salary cap's a hard one in terms of how it sort of sits with. Um, unfortunately, we don't get to make the decisions on that. Eventually, that just comes down to what the commission how they see football, how the viability of football. And a lot of that comes to do with how Adelaide Oval's going, the money coming in there, events that are happening in Adelaide Oval. So that has a f- huge effect on where the salary cap can sit. Um, and then it's also every club's got to be financially viable. Um, there's yeah always a push from our club to get it up. Um, I think you know over time the Sample committed to get it back up to where it was and and going forward to push it even more if we want to continue that um, ambition to be the second best competition in Australia, which we all think we are. Well, we still need to be striving to continually push that forward. And the challenge of amateur footy, I think that's always going to be there, mate. I think the main thing we can we can promote and push is why you know there's easy money to be made out in the country it's 
it's trying to convince guys that this still is the best competition and we've got to convince the ones that are playing this comp why they're there. I think 75% to 80%, I think, of players love playing in this competition because it's the best footy they can play and that's their ambition. Some have still got that ambition to play AFL football. Some just want to come back after an AFL career and just play the best time of footy and some have just grown up as a junior and that's the best place they can get to and they want to play on and hold on for as long as they can. So... I think holding off on players going for cash, it's always going to be tough. All we ask is just, you know, from the Sample's point of view and their integrity is to make sure they stay strong on if clubs get caught, make sure they're punished to to send an example so it's not happening. Yeah, absolutely. And and with that, you touched on being the the second best competition in the land, which the Sample does bang on about a lot. And no doubt 10, 15 years ago, it absolutely was. Um, what would you do now, I guess, if you were in that position? Um, we've touched on the salary cap, obviously plays a role, but what else do you think the sample can do to really prosper moving forward over the next five, ten years to make sure that they stay as the second best competition in the land? Yeah, they've got to stay ahead of the game, mate, and that's that covers a lot of things for me. It's, uh, it's salary cap, obviously, has got to be. We have to be the biggest in the comp- um, between the state leagues. I think we've got to we strive for that and. Um, I know it can be hard at times, but I think we've got to stick strong to believing that's that's the way it'll bring players in. Uh, facilities, facilities are the one that's you know if you've got the best facilities, players will want to be there. Uh, conditions of ground. I, I went we went over recently to Victoria and um, watched a game of between Williamstown and and Carlton. Williamstown's ground is immaculate, like it's just. Which is unusual. I mean, you'll play there, Dan. I played. I played on that ground as well. But that—that's the thing. It's got to be a buy-in from everyone. Councils as well. But um, yeah, I, I just think we've just got to promote that, and it, it helps players going through. Um, we've been very lucky. Our club. We've had a lot of players get drafted through our footy club, and they've got to promote that. If if you want to be drafted, this competition is the best place to get there. One more quick question before we go to a break. Uh, when does planning for next year start or has it already started as far as recruiting players to the club? Yeah, it's already started. Um, I'll probably sit down with the majority of the boys over the next couple of weeks just to get their intentions and try and sign them up. And um, we recently went over to Victoria for a, for a trip in our buy just to see what's around and um, see if there's any talent that we could feel like that it could we could bring in that will help the group. But, um, yeah, it's all... It, Planning usually starts in sort of late July, early August, and um, yeah, that's well underway. And we're sort of looking forward to what we what we can achieve. Pally, appreciate you coming in. Um, it's great to see you again, and uh, hopefully the boys can have a big win on the weekend and creep into the finals. Yeah, I'm, I'm backing them. Just need need to get away early. This guy needs to kick eight or, eight or so. Yeah, that'll be good. We, we can do that. All right, no worries. We'll have a short break. Back for more on Eagles Radio. On SENSA, you're listening to Eagles Radio. For Normous Homes, build a better life. And My Money House, get a financial health check. Visit mymoneyhouse.com.au today. Eagles Radio, all thanks to Kirkbright Seafood. From the ocean to them, to you, Paul Bonzer, Dan Menzel. Dan, we are into the final quarter of the season for Eagles Radio. We are. Hopefully we're up by about eight goals at this stage. All right, we let... can kick a few more in the last. <laughs> Let's have a look at the injury update. Thanks to Good Life Health Clubs. Uh, good Life Health Clubs start feeling good. Jesse Lonigan uh, did a hammy. He's one to two weeks away. And Clay Cameron might actually 
pull on the jumper this week. I think a real chance. Mm. Uh, I don't want to jinx it. I don't want to go too far because we've got main training tomorrow night, but he has been moving really well with an aim at this week. So um, it'd be great to have Clay back running around on the weekend if he can get through. All right. that's uh, and, and that is the shortest injury list we have had uh, your brother's on there. I was going to say, we don't, we don't, if I don't mention him, I'm going to dinner with mum after this with Troy there. So um, he'll want his mention. He's, well, we'll send back. some love to Troy we because, will. Uh, will. yeah, he needs it. So um, well, great to have you back next year, Troy. Um, that is the injury report for Good Life Health Clubs. Get your five-day free trial. Go to goodlife.com.au. And now for big screen video, partners of the Eagles Eagles Radio, a brand new partner of the club. They've only been with us for a few months, so fantastic to have them on board. And they are bringing us what's happening around the club. They are bringing spaces to life. Now, we've got the Club Champion Awards Night on September 30, I reckon. September 30 might be around about then. I'll have to check that date. It was only given to me late. Um, And then uh, the Eagles Cash Lottery. If you don't have your tickets in that, go to the website. There's a link there. And uh, you can win yourself $10,000 in cash. Ten grand. That'd be a nice little bonus. Yeah, get behind that. Did you get a Ken Farmer bonus? Uh, I think you apparently do. Oh, okay. However, um, That's I, nice. I was told this by Rory Lehman, who right. um, has obviously been involved with the Sandful, and um, I did say to him, I'll believe it when I see it. So uh, He's known to tell the old fib too. So, right? yeah. yeah, so I'm not – I'll wait and see. Um, and I'll also wait and see. Hosey could come out and kick 15 this week. You never know. You never know. You never know. Uh, that is what's going on around the club, thanks to Big Screen Video. Bringing sporting clubs to life. Now, um, we've got a couple of minutes left, mate. Um, and once again, we appreciate you coming in tonight. Uh, you're just going to get the win against South, aren't you? You, you just have to have to go down to Norlunga. We've had a couple of wins there lately um, and just get a big win against the Panthers. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, we've got, obviously, Ballenden, you talked about McFarlane back in. We've got a pretty good side going mm. down there this week. So... We obviously played some decent footy on the weekend. We'll be hoping for some dry weather. Um, and it's a nice deck down there. It's a big oval. You can play your, your game style. You're able to get your ball movement going. You can also set up pretty well defensively. So really looking forward to the opportunity this week against South. They obviously can't make finals. So it's an interesting dynamic. But, um, yeah, it is. It's, it's start well early and then continue from there. Who do you think gets you? Is it Jake Summon or Claverino? It will, I'm almost certain it'll be Summerton. He played on me when the, the game, when we was 350 tackles and the score was three to, three goals to four goals. So I think they'll be pretty happy with the job he did on me that day when <laughs> it was hard to Not kick a goal. Not great conditions. No. So I think they'll say. stick with that plan. So um, he's a good footballer, so it'll be a good challenge. All right. Before we go, I just want to uh, thank basically everyone who's who's made this show what it is this year. We took a, the club took a bit of a punt and decided to go to a weekly show after testing the water the previous year. So a special thanks to all my co-hosts, Luke Powell, Jimmy Tumpus, Rory Lehman, Davina Bennell, and of course you, Dan. Um, we had some fantastic interviews throughout the year. Uh, Blighty, Stephen Hall, Mark McKenzie, Jack Hayes, Changer, uh, Annie Falkenberg, um, and only one of them swore, and that was tonight. And we had to, <laughs> <laughs> to beep out... Uh, Jess, um, but we thank everyone who appeared on the show. Uh, special thanks to Andy Hood. Um, Pally mentioned how good a job he's done at the club with sponsorship, and he has driven this show. And so, Andy, thank you for your help across the year. And, the, of course, the team at SEN, Morgan and Craig and James and Rebecca 
Um, and obviously, uh, the man sitting in the booth behind us, been here every week, Benny Palmer. We thank him very much. Yeah, and, super. Yeah, 100%. Those guys, all of them. You said hoodie. Great work, hoodie, for yep. all of your work. And to you, Bonds, we're lucky to have you at the Eagles. So great work on thank this you, season. It'll be good to have you next year as well doing this. Yeah, it's been great. And well, look, we've, we haven't got long to go. Um, just under a minute. To, um, have you enjoyed your first time on Eagles Radio? It's been good, mate. It's a good couple of guests to have on. Some really good questions in there. It's been probably could have been a little bit more hard hitting with Pally, I feel. But I think um, we were going to get there, but we just ran out of time. We did run out of time, but no, it's very enjoyable. Love talking footy. Love talking about obviously the Eagles and such a great club. Lots of thank yous, but especially to you, the people tuning in every week, whether it be here or via the podcast. We appreciate your support throughout the whole year. We will be back next year for more Eagles Radio. Thanks for tuning in, and go Eagles.